0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the P1 podcast, where we are getting into drive to survive. Sorry, dramatic, you know, dramatic pauses just kind of makes sense, don't they, for, for yeah. DTS content? And um, perhaps we should just talk like that for the entirety of the podcast, and it'll go from sort of like a twenty-minute chat to an hour and hour and a half. What do you think, Tommy?
1: Yeah, when a new series uh, is on Netflix about Formula One. Its drive to survive.
0: Thank you, Tommy. That was great. Um, so today we are chatting about Drive to Survive season six and what we think. We've binge watched it. It came out this morning, and it's still <laughs> the same day. And we've binge watched it because we thought. Well, firstly, we, we thought we hoped we'd get it early, but we we couldn't find the person we spoke to last year, and therefore we didn't get it early. So instead, we've binge watched it, testing on one screen, DTS on the other. It's been chaos. And I think we have to start with Baldy Mark 05's question. Is it any good? Okay. My thoughts on Drive to Survive Season 6. I, I enjoy it because I like Formula 1. I think that's probably it, right? My, my undying love for Formula 1 means I will tune in no matter what just for even one small sort of, I don't know, Charles Leclerc ice bath moment that I haven't seen before. <laughs> you know, like just anything, those little nuggets that you yeah. just don't get from a Formula One season. I think to probably add on to is it any good, for? I think for a general audience, yes in some ways, no in others. For me, it felt like Drive to Survive again. And I think this has been something that we have spoken about previously where you think right maybe they need to do things slightly differently and there are good episodes in drive to survive but i also was sat there through some of the episodes going god this is quite dull um but overall i love formula 1 so yes it's good but i'm not going to go and tell everybody that they need to watch season 6 cuz it's such a game changer
1: no, I think naturally when there's been multiple seasons, it's always going to struggle to be as good. Um, but my takeaway from it was actually, uh, and particularly the first three episodes, uh, was that I actually really enjoyed the first three episodes in particular. Um, I felt like it... Uh, you, you kind of mentioned that you thought it had gone back to a bit more DTS uh, like it was. And yeah, I was actually pleasantly surprised Um how much I enjoyed the first few episodes, and it felt more like what I think Drive to Survive um, should be like, uh, where it's not just a season review. Uh, My biggest sort of annoyance of the last few seasons has been the fact that it felt like you were watching an out-of-date season review that was arriving just before the start of the season. Um, And there were always better episodes um, like you, like, as it got later on you do feel like there are maybe the odd filler episodes but some of the earlier ones I actually thought uh was good and and uh, yeah I was present pleasantly uh su- surprised by it I think maybe controversially a boring season of Formula One is exactly what Drive to Survive needed because they can then focus on actual storylines rather than trying to I feel like they had so much pressure from fans in previous years where it's like, oh my God, why didn't you feature this amazing race? Why didn't you feature this amazing race? And they kind of f- felt like they had to like show all this racing footage. And it just felt like, well, why am I watching like a YouTube highlights of of the season? Whereas when I was watching it, I was presently surprised how the episode seems to have gone back to his like 20 20- five minutes of behind the scenes footage and then they kind of do like 10 to five minutes of the race whereas i bet if you went a few episode series back i wouldn't be surprised if it was like 80 percent race footage and no interesting nuggets of behind the scenes
0: yeah i would say some episodes they 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 did it well um for me standout episodes were episode two um one of the wildest things that Netflix has ever included is Santa Claus asking Christian Horner, has dad been good this year? Which, um, considering everything that is uh, looming currently in investigations, I feel like Netflix definitely knew what they were
1: doing. Oh, 100%. That did you, clip. Did you not feel like there was quite a lot of moments that they did where, <laughs> I think just to like cover the elephant in the room, they they obviously missed the insane off season and i bet drive survivor absolutely gutted about it that they essentially wrapped up filming and then formula one just decided to drop drama bombs everywhere um so they like haven't covered that but i feel like the way they edited the coming next almost made it tried to allude to the fact that they were going to get into that um one of those moments being where it's like Will Hamilton stay at Mercedes and then they play a clip where I think one of his guys, he drove off in like a sports car and they're like, come back, Lewis. And it's it's basically like memeable clips that now we know the context of what's actually happened. They were trying to do that. Um, Oh, they know what they were doing. They they 100% knew, especially with that Horner thing, which you could argue like we don't know yet, but could end up being slightly distasteful.
0: Yes, and for those that are wondering why we haven't spoken about it, it's just purely because there's an investigation going on and just and to kind of cover that. that once, yeah. once things are concluded and rumours are not rumours anymore and we've got an, an answer, that's when we'll weigh in on that because otherwise we just add to the fire of unknown and... We, we don't really want to go down that route. Um, Other episodes, episode six, that was the Lewis and Merck um, chat and that sort of stuff. I thought that was a really good episode. I love to see the, the behind the scenes with Toto's son and him karting and and stuff like that. And then Lewis being quite mardy on a shoot and stuff like that that, you know, I actually really like when Drive to Survive so and that's the sort of stuff I, I, I really want to see. And then I think even... In that episode, you know, Lewis was basically saying he was never going to leave Mercedes, and it was like, oh, my <laughs> God. Toto's like, he wouldn't, I, he wouldn't look good in red. He wouldn't look good in red. Yeah, and
1: that. that whole... I think that's the first... I can see why Drive to Survive release it at the time they do, um, and they are very unlucky that this has happened, but that is the first episode where, like, essentially they've framed a whole episode around Lewis staying with Mercedes, so it's like it's aged it really badly, but it's still entertaining because... Like in my, like they've gone back to actually showing behind the scenes footage rather mm. than it's like lights out in Bahrain and then showing like half the race. I mean, there's still a
0: fair chunk of that, I'm being completely honest with you. Yeah, They're there still,
1: is still racing, like, there's still like, a solid amount of yeah, which you, in which there. you're always going to have. Like, you want to see Formula One cars to a point, but I just felt like it wasn't as annoying. And maybe it's just the fact that it's not as um, badly ordered as the last few series, which annoyed me most. I personally didn't find it that uh, annoying this year. um, There was a couple
0: of repetitions, but there wasn't like uh, Monaco race, Monaco qualifying, Monaco qualifying, Monaco race, Monaco practice, Monaco... uh...
1: I have absolutely no problem with, and this is what they did, like the first episode, it's about Aston Martin. Of course, they're going to cover the first race and, and stroll and all that stuff in Bahrain. And then there's episode two, like you mentioned. Then they go to episode three And I have absolutely no problem with it being about McLaren. And for the sake of McLaren episode story, they have to show Mm. Bahrain and them being terrible. What they did better on this one is when they went back and showed McLaren's episode about Bahrain, they didn't then show Charles Leclerc breaking down, Alonso having a problem, all the stuff that they did. Whereas the previous years, they've gone... They've literally gone, lights out and away we go and show all the same stuff again. And I'm like, that is so irritating. Whereas I think they did a lot better job personally of that this year.
0: They definitely did. There was one or two moments I definitely remember going, I've seen that already. But overall, I would say that, yeah, there was a lot less uh, frequency of that sort of stuff. Um, Let's go to the next question. P1 Patreon member Nicola. Is there less drama this season compared to previous seasons? Have they realised that fans were spotting audio swaps and manipulation of situations? Uh, is there less drama no I think that it's drive to survive so they will dramatize anything and everything that you can possibly wish for but that is that is drive to survive right and I quite I quite like how drama they make it all because um it allows for a lot of more a general audience to kind of get invested in the sport whether you like that or not is another story um I will say that I mean manipulation of situations,
1: you're I mean, say the George Russell just,
0: thing, aren't you? <laughs> this like this the team radio, but this is for hardcore Formula One fans, I think, and and people that love the sport. It is going to grind on your gears, pun the pun. Like it is genuinely like lights out and away we go. And George Russell's on the on the on the blower saying his tires are gone, and you're like, hey, what? What do you mean? <laughs> See, this is like, the kind oh, of oh, thing- I'm feeling good on these tires. I'm like, you've literally moved ten meters. There is no way in hell. Or oh, signs is one point seven behind and shows B-roll of signs up his ass, and you're like, right? It, there's things yeah, like that. that th- there's always that thing Formula that annoys. Yeah, yeah. The yeah or fans. goes around the final corner. Max Verstappen is he going to take pole? And then it goes to, to turns two turns, turn like turns two and three again. Then comes back around the final corner. Stuff like that are just minor things that I think we've got used to in yeah. Drive to Survive. Um, but For yeah, the, the hard team radio. Course. If I hear Overtake available <laughs> one more time, I am going to lose it. Honestly, it was like, and the, the thing is, way. so many people are going to think that don't watch Formula 1 that much to just tune in to Drive to Survive, that that is the team radio person saying, or the engineer saying that the Overtake is on or something. But obviously that means Overtake button is available and they can deploy more energy or whatever. But the amount of times I heard Overtake available was like, honestly, if you're going to do that and you can do a drinking game, be careful.
1: Uh, that's funny you mentioned that. I, I didn't actually notice that as much, but it's obviously oh, something like one It's one of those things that once you hear it, I guess it's just like in your head um, all the time. Um, I to give them, yeah, you, you mentioned about like the races. There's always that thing that will annoy people. Um, like we know the races so well. They've done a lot better job than they've done in previous seasons, but naturally like Say so there's like one moment where uh, Max Verstappen is passing Liam Lawson or whatever, and we know that he got past him in one corner, and they will drag it out for about a minute and show multiple replays to make it look like it was a battle that lasts over. That I'm not against. And I think what they've finally done, and this is why I don't don't mind it, because there will be a lot of casuals that will watch that, and it won't be annoying. What they've got rid of is the fake stuff like the really over-the-top fake stuff, which that was the biggest gripe of like the more recent seasons where Yuki Tsunoda would finish P11 and they will use his actual team radio or something where it's just like, yay, they don't cut to like the pit wall of AlphaTauri celebrating Monza 2020 and being like, yeah, oh my God. that That's the kind of stuff that annoyed people. There's a lot less of that I actually think they do a better job of focusing on the actual stories that matter. So so for example, you know, the the battle between like the Alpha, Alpha Tari drivers and stuff. That is dramatic and they make it dramatic because it actually happened. What annoyed me in the previous years is when they tried to make it seem like Ocon and Yuki Tsunoda battling for 11th is the biggest story in the whole championship, which is ridiculous like they did actually focus on the things that were dramatic um, and not try and fake the drama. Because, you know, like while Max was winning every race and whatever, there are these stories up and down the grid and they did actually focus on them that were like the good things that did mean a lot to those teams. So, yeah, I I definitely think they've done a, a better job. You can tell they are actually listening to... Maybe some of the criticisms that they've had in in recent years—that you don't have these ridiculous, over-the-top radios and stuff.
2: to find out if it's right for you,
0: Mr. Idiot asks, What are they focusing on too much this season? Uh, for me, it would have been Alpine. I feel like there was a little bit too much of, of Alpine personally. Uh, it's, I, don't know, I don't know what it is, but I was just watching those episodes with Alpine in, and just as a team, they just feel so unlikable. Like it's actually, it's just sad to watch, like, you know, you see the whole, how Otmar was treated and just kind of chucked out. I don't know, just the whole thing. I just felt a little bit like really sorry for Otmar in some ways. And also like, Oh God, I don't know. It was weird, but you know, they had a, an episode and then there was more Alpine a couple of episodes later and you're like, oh, okay. Thought maybe there would have been a different storyline other than that. Um, but that's probably the only thing that, that comes to mind for me.
1: Uh, agree with you on Alpine, didn't need two episodes of Alpine. Um I'll be controversial and say Hass Gunther Steiner like I'm sick to death of Gunther Steiner episodes and drive to survive. Oh it's well don't so worry, boring. mate, you're not getting well, any more. I'm, I'm actually glad because oh, that's savage. I almost I actually, like fast forward. I nearly it. shed a tear did when um,
0: when Gunther and Mattia Bonotto met up in a vineyard. I thought that I was really not. quite wholesome content.
1: No, um, you are- Dead and cold inside. Uh, It's just the fact that it's the same episode every year of like, House, we're rubbish. Gunther swears, rings Jean and goes, we're rubbish, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I've seen it a thousand times, seen it every single episode. And I watched the first few episodes and I was like, this is really good. And then literally as soon as that episode came on, I was like, this is just... This is a repeat. Like I'm like watching a repeat. Like you've done this storyline. And the the pro- I see why they've to be done fair, it. That's
0: the only storyline that has have is God we're terrible. Please yeah. help.
1: And the problem the problem <laughs> is, and like you say like Gunther's this character, so like if they didn't feature Gunther, I appreciate that everyone would be like, Where's Gunther? Oh my god. And also if they didn't mention him this season and he's not gonna be there next season, um, it would be a b- bit bad. But I personally just yeah, I was just like, I've seen this. Like, it's not interesting. Like, it's, it's literally it like watching. It wasn't a lot though. The
0: like, there wasn't a lot of Hass. Like, they had a dedicated episode of of the fourth one.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm glad. I I was relieved when that episode started, and I realised that it wasn't actually about Hass. It was about Hass versus William, So it wasn't all Günther yeah. Steiner and Hass. Um, that saved it to me because yeah, the uh, and hearing from the Daddy are... Honestly,
0: the first time I've ever seen Daddy Val's not actually be able to speak was when he was in front of the camera and he could not get his words out. I yeah. was like, who's James? Where, where's, where's the guy that is the most articulate <laughs> man on the planet gone? Yeah, I know. So no. it was quite interesting it to was. To, it to was watch. good, that but, one. Um, next question comes in from 47 Stages of Sid. Was there a 2023 storyline that you feel should have been included but wasn't? Yes for me categorically um Sergio Perez's struggles was not covered at all not one bit Daniel Ricciardo obviously wanting to get back to to Red Bull and Liam Lawson coming and doing an amazing job was was there but there was no there was no storyline around the fact that this was an a genuine possibility with how much Perez was struggling and I felt like that was a key ingredient to kind of rather than you know it coming across that like Danny Rick and Lawson are just oh i'm dreaming of a seat that never exists like it it was a genuine possibility with how Perez was performing so that that's the thing that i think was missing for me
1: yeah i write exactly the same thing that um it it was hard to find too many things i think this a few um seasons ago uh, i'd have said loads of things that they're they're missing but i think they did a good job of actually focusing on the storylines that that mattered. The the Perez story was the thing that stood out to me. There'll be a lot of uh, fans that uh, no doubt will be like, "Oh my god, I can't believe you've not mentioned Max Verstappen when he, you know, had arguably the greatest season of all time." But again, it's not a season review, and however, like, there's no story. One, it's fine. Yeah, but yeah, but there's no. Just getting some paddle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but do you know what I mean? Like, they Watch don't mention, there's no like dedicated episode no. about his dominance. And for me, I think that's absolutely fine because there's no story arc there. Um, and maybe that is something that the parrot, why the parrot story wasn't included because like he didn't get fired. He didn't, he already had a contract. So, whereas I guess with like Nick DeVries or something, they, they cover that a lot more because he did actually get fired and then someone rep- replaces him. But the parrot story yeah I I definitely thought like I can't believe they didn't feature any of that because it was such a huge story throughout the season of his struggles and maybe to cover Red Bull they could have like they could have done the fact that Perez and Max were sort of fighting at the start of the season and then Max just went into beast mode and Perez sort of dipped and struggled and they could have done something there but yeah no real mention of, of Red Bull at all really.
0: Yeah, and I think back on the Max thing as well, you have to wonder how much time DTS are actually given with Max to be able to formulate said storyline like that. And you'd think that that you'd need to hear more from Max and what he was thinking and and that sort of stuff because he wasn't even battling anyone, you know what I mean? Well, even
1: last year, they made this big thing about he's back in the seat and he said about five words because he's not not like... at At the end of the day, and I like this, that you can tell, and it, and it is sometimes a bit cheesy, but the team, they've gone back to what makes Drive to Survive, Drive to Survive, where the team principals are the ones that essentially are opening their doors. And that's why there's a lot more behind the scenes stuff um, because they know that the first episodes, the drivers were always a bit more careful and quiet. Uh, and they kind of went, oh, this is this is crazy or whatever. Whereas you, you now know, and some people find this a little bit cringe, but the the team principals are inviting the cameras over because they know it's like good publicity like there's no way that they just happen to be on a golf course with Zach Brown and Lando and they're having this conversation about will you stay so like that bit's a little bit scripted but I'd much rather see that than essentially like well look at blah, 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 finishing six moves. and we watch yeah, like exactly. some YouTube highlights of the race. It just doesn't, doesn't yeah. make sense to me. So from, the, from that side, like, I think it is better.
0: Next question from Glamour Diary. Uh, your favourite moments from the series? Go on, Tommy.
1: James Fowles. Uh I actually love... Stop stealing my man from me. I know, but I actually love that um, that episode was like pitted where it was like, he was the kind of awkward, nerdy guy that was not sort of playing up to the camera and he just kind of just delivered on track and, and got the results. And I think that was a... Obviously, I joked about the Haas episode and me being like, oh, Gunther again. But what was good that you had like two very different personalities and, and they kind of did that quite well, that James Vowles, um Yeah, you saw a side to him that was endearing i guess and actually quite um quite funny so i uh, i really enjoyed that um and yeah, you know just just seeing a lot more uh behind the scenes stuff one bit that i would have loved to have seen more of um and they must have so much footage uh was it was literally a three second clip at the start in the very first episode that looked really funny and i'd love to have seen more from it was the paddle game that verstappen alban lando and george had but but it's literally just used in like a tiny bit but i think a lot of formula one fans because we love seeing the drivers and the behind the scenes and like max was getting annoyed and like kicking the the fence or whatever like i'd love to have seen more from that that would have been really funny but yeah just they must cut out so much stuff and have so much footage
0: yeah, my favourite moments are those behind the scenes kind of things. I thought that episode one was actually quite good at the beginning with that whole sort of Lawrence Stroll, Toto Wolf Yeah, really good, actually, that they were that one, having yeah. and that sort of stuff. And you you genuinely felt like you were there in that moment sort of soaking in this very rich lifestyle that n- none of us will ever be able to even touch. So it's uh, I found that quite interesting. Um, I thought the, the Danny Rick stuff was was nice but not overdone. Uh, even though, you know, he's back in the series and Netflix could have absolutely milked the life out of him. I don't think they did. Obviously, they no, had a couple of storylines with him, him being um, sort of coming back and then obviously the break of the hand as well. Um,
1: that's another That's another thing, the Danny Rick thing about, you know, how I said, like, it's built around the, the team principles, like <laughs> Red Bull, call me cynical, but definitely must have had conversations and been like, look, we're probably gonna put Daniel Ricardo in the car or you might might want to be here and film stuff. Like you can come over and film this test because it's a it's our way of looking at yeah, Daniel Ricardo. Cool. Um but and and that is exactly what I'd much rather see than yeah, like YouTube highlights of the race.
0: Absolutely, completely agree with that. Um but yes, uh it was uh there, there are some very good moments in it. P1 Patreon member James BWFC twenty-two. How long will DTS carry on for? Personally, I don't get excited for it as I did when it first started. I think as long as there are views on Netflix, there will be Drive to Survive in some form. Uh, I think it's got a long shelf life. I think it can still carry on. I know that I have questioned it in the past, similar to what you have done here, James, but I think people will tune in. Not everybody, but I think a a large chunk will tune in no matter what. Um, And if Drive to Survive, as we've kind of highlighted in this uh, chat, continue to tweak and to learn from what Formula One fans like, they, they actually might well continue to to, to grow this potentially and, and, and uh, have a few more seasons. I think from a Formula One perspective, it makes perfect sense to continue doing this. It just needs to stay on this level of behind the scenes, not to feel too scripted, to make it feel like the doors are open to us Formula One fans to come and find out about the sport as long as it keeps that, I think that people will tune in. Um, but yeah, it, it's all on views and people tuning in.
1: Yeah, it's never going to be as popular as it was um, simply because, you know, that's always the case new. with... It's new. It's yeah. yeah. Like, nothing will... They'll never be able to replicate that first season where this really closed sport, where you didn't really get to see a lot of behind-the-scenes things and stuff introduced like you know a Gunther Steiner to the world where everyone was like who is this man we've never seen him before and that's when it was fresh and exciting not after six seasons of him saying the same thing but the yeah I I personally think it is a nice addition to the start of the season and what uh, like my biggest like takeaways from it this season is that I think it's been a lot it's done a lot better job for me watching it of being like that nice oh this is this is interesting and it's a nice watch before the start of the season whereas um the previous episodes uh almost just an, uh, the season sorry uh, annoyed yeah, yeah. annoyed me um and I think yeah it would be interesting to see how fans and also the reception uh is of the series that uh, from a hardcore Formula One fan that knows they've maybe been a bit more true minus the odds team radio to what actually happened in the season and shown some interesting things. If that is exciting enough for a casual new Formula One viewer, or they did get more views on the ridiculous, outrageous, you know, let's use Vettel's team radio from a completely different race that you're swearing at Charles Leclerc. Um because I, I personally am glad that they don't do that anymore. Um, and it was, yeah, it was a, a very enjoyable series, I thought.
0: There's a lot of variables, I think, to measuring a success of Drive to Survive because you do wonder as well, like, I think a lot of sentiment is or questions that were being uh, raised around th- this particular season, in, for example, is, oh, well, Max dominated, why should I tune in?
1: Yeah, yeah, and I exactly. think
0: that that in itself, even though it doesn't affect particularly the content that we get, I think that might that might people affect people's uh, you know, willingness to to watch ten episodes of a season that Max dominated. So why should I? But I think that for those who well, are on that, because he's barely <laughs> Yes, exactly. And for those of you that are on that fence, I would suggest watching it because it is, as we've kind of been mentioning, that just extra bit of information, those extra behind the scenes that are that are quite good. I'm not saying it's perfect by any stretch of the imagination. I think there's still a way to go in order to satisfy hardcore fans, but they're not here to satisfy us. They're here to satisfy the the general audience um, that don't have a clue about George Russell's tyres, you know, and how he wouldn't be on the radio going down towards Turn 1 on Lap 1.
1: Exactly. I mean, I think, I can't remember if I sent you this, but um, the people that made Drive to Survive do a tennis one, I believe. I can't remember what it's called. Breaking Point, point, is it? Yeah, Yeah. Breakpoint. And uh, I saw someone on... TikTok tock do an al- analysis like oh if you're a tennis fan this is ridiculous where they're like serving well. and then they do it a backhand. serving to the backhand yeah, and things like forehand. that yeah, so whereas like as someone that doesn't really watch tennis i watched that and it never didn't bother yeah. bother me and there'll be so many new fans or even just casual formula one fans that doesn't bother at all um but they're the, the little things that maybe annoy us. but i would say that there is so much less of that and it is a lot better a, a lot better for it i think Hell yeah,
0: and I think that pretty much sums up our summary review of Drive to Survive. I think overall decent watch. Still, There, there are still some episodes that I just didn't particularly enjoy, but there are some that definitely made a up really for good it. Ones, I think yeah. Tommy. Uh, Tommy's also seemingly a, big, a bigger fan than he has been in the past. So yeah. I think overall, go and watch it. If you haven't, I'm sure you probably will be like oh my god spoilers and i'm like spoilers of what spoilers 2, of what 2, yeah. 7, 1. <laughs> exactly but more probably more about the behind the scenes stuff but either or thank you so much everybody for watching and listening hope you enjoyed drive to survive and uh, yeah formula one is back very soon the real so, uh, stuff we'll see you there for, for all of that real stuff as well so lots of love Bye. bye if anything, next week is the beginning of the spoilers to Drive to Survive season seven. So Ooh. if you if you don't want Drive to Survive season seven yeah, spoilers, don't, watch the season. don't tune in to next week's uh, Bahrain Grand Prix. Take care. <laughs> Make sure you follow us on all of our socials. We're Matt P1 Tommy on Twitter, TikTok, Twitch, and Instagram. You can also sign up to our Patreon at the link in the episode notes for ad-free episodes, full video interviews, and extra bonus episodes for as little as five dollars a month. Finally, make sure you're following us on Spotify. See you soon.
2: P1 is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.
1: only from rustolium